this is Kurt. And this is Jen. And this is Kurt and Jen Make a Podcast. And this week, we're talking about Kurt's pick. We are talking about the Electric Light Orchestra. Or ELO, if that's too many words for you. I mean, it's very long. They're very long words. So Yeah, which comes right before ELP in my record collection. Which... Of course, I don't have any more records anymore. But I, I was going to say. <laughs> I used to. And I, I even owned an old ELO vinyl, 12-inch vinyl. Wow. It was one of, my, one of my early vinyl picks that I had. In nice. fact, it was like the, like the first album that I bought that was like, a, uh, like, an, like an old used album. You know, Ooh. usually the stuff that I bought when I was buying vinyl was, you know, like the the new stuff. Like I bought like some Men at Work and some Duran Duran when I was, you know, in middle school. But this was what, the first one that I bought that was like classic. Okay, so, so which like, album was it? So it was the album Discovery. Ooh. One of many, many ELO albums that has the... Uh, the spaceship looking thing that looks like the game Simon. Yeah, it totally does. It totally looks like Simon. I am a hundred percent behind you on that one. And I, do you like Simon? I love Simon. It's such a I, good game. Yes, I do like Simon and I would either be amazing at it or, or terrible. be terrible at yeah, it. Yeah. There is no in between on Simon. Either you have it or you don't that day. Yeah, I could. I would either just kill everybody at that game, and then no one would want to play with me, or I would goof up on the third round. <laughs> All right. So, what was the first song that you heard from so ELO? The, the first song that I heard from ELO was on the album Discovery, and that's the reason why I bought it. It Ooh. is the song "Don't Let Me Down," Aww. which I love that song, and it's you know. A, Pretty simple hook to it. And... Do you mean don't bring me down? Oh my god! Because yes, I think I you do mean, mean don't bring me down. Yes, I. <laughs> yeah, not the Beatles song. Don't let. Yeah, me down. I was gonna be like, wait a minute, hold on. There's two different songs playing in my head. One of them is by Yellow. The yes. other one is not. So yes, don't bring me down, which is the uh, yeah very very catchy tune. So uh, catchy. Yeah, uh, lots of and lots of cool little instrumental things in it that I think are funny, and um, I'm just gonna play a little section of that song right here. Nice. So what's so funny about this song, because it's not like a particularly funny song, but it's so catchy and I agree with you. But when they say Gruce, it sounded like Bruce to me when I was little. And so that is how I used to sing it. Oh, so you will find this hilarious then. Oh, I'm ready. You're not the only person that thought that. I'm sure I wasn't. It sounds exactly like Bruce. So basically... Yes, everybody basically said that it sounded like Bruce. And now, when Jeff Lynne performs this song, he sings Bruce. Oh, thank you. 
Thank you for so, that. It, it always reminded me of the Monty Python sketch where they're uh, the all Australian. Named Bruce. Uh, yeah. What? Yeah, where the they're all Australian. Australian. Bruce, hey Bruce. Good day, Bruce. <laughs> yeah. In the, in the actual lyrics, it is spelled G R O O S. Yes. So which, the plural of Gru. So Gru's. <laughs> I I don't know. Um, I'm not here to understand. I'm here to rock and roll. That's right. And so I played that particular section because it captured basically basically all three parts of it. The you know, don't bring me down, Gurus, and it also had the um, you know in the 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 lyric or I'm sorry in the refrain it had the no 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 which I always waited for because that you know usually it's no 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 so when they did it double speed i always dig that little you know musical hook and then in the verse in that verse that i played they did it with just the drums so it was mm. just you know mixing it up a little bit uh and just, yeah really cool hooky tune so good they are so good at hooks so uh i think the first song that i heard by elo was from their 75 their 1975 album face the music and I believe we played it a little bit during our Halloween episode. But you know what? There's never a time where we can't play it. So I'm going to play a little bit of Evil Woman. I don't know if you ever had customized ringtones for people, Kurt. I do. Yes. Okay. Um, my mom. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Say no more. I all right. <laughs> She's also gotten the Twilight Zone. But yeah. <laughs> it's, good. it's a good time. It's just nice to know what you're looking, what you're like, you know, going to be facing. That's all I'm saying. What... what what you'll be facing the music with, you know what I'm saying? It just it just ties right right in. That's right. You you got to get in the right mood. Got to yeah. get in the right mindset when you pick up the phone. Yeah. Or don't pick up the phone. Or don't pick up the phone. <laughs> oh, good times. So the name Electric Light Orchestra is a very fitting name, don't you think? I do, and you know what? Here comes the diatribe. Oh, that's okay, right. I'm ready. Okay. There needs to be more cellos in rock music. <laughs> I am I love Electric Light Orchestra because they feature one cello on many songs, sometimes two cellos. Um, I'm just like, we're good. Like, I don't understand. I, oh boy. Um, it is a brilliant instrument. Um, it should be utilized more often. It has a nice deep quality to it and it's very rich. And thank you. That has been my TED Talk. Um, also, two cellos are amazing. If you want to check them out, they're an amazing band. That's all I'm saying. All right. Okay. So I know I'm putting you on the spot here, but what are your top, uh, if maybe three, cello rock songs? Oh my. Okay. Okay. So they're mostly they're mostly covers by two cellos um, because two cellos are freaking amazing. Um, they do Eye of the Tiger. They do an amazing Despacito. Um, oh gosh, what's the, oh, what's, I have like seven. I have like seven songs on here. They've okay, done so, Highway to Hell. It's okay. so good. 
two cellos. Okay, that's that's not exactly what I was asking. Yes, two cellos are excellent, and people should check them out. But all right, uh, fine. But for the original, like original songs that do have cello in it. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> they're not fun <laughs> they're not fun other than oh. electric light orchestra um my favorite one by electric light orchestra that features cellos is mr blue sky and i'd be i'd love to play that if all right that's okay i'd love to hear it <laughs> my god it's just the greatest song ever and it's in like every everything it's in everything so it is in the eternal sunshine of the spotless mind mega mind oh. the invention of lying guardians of the galaxy paul blart mall cop martin martian child role models everything it, it it's a very cool tune yeah. yeah and it's actually one that like didn't i maybe i was i was less aware of because it is like probably their most popular song it is it probably is i mean that's what they named their their best of well one of their best of albums was mr blue sky and it was like recently remastered in 2012 and that's what they called that one but for some reason i i always had evil woman and don't let me down is like their their biggest hits but everybody else seems don't to bring me down kurt oh my god i did it again this All is right. gonna be i'm just gonna Listeners, start a tally. Start a tally. How many times <laughs> he calls it the Beatles song? Okay, but they. Uh, th- so yeah, Mister Blue Sky, I think, is their biggest hit, and yeah. and it and goes well with everything. It is. It is nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's such a nice song. Yeah. So if there is, I, and I like to think that there is, but if there were a uh, governing board uh, that allowed you to use the word orchestra. You know, in naming your band, mm-hmm. I think they've done a good job because the, the Electric Light Orchestra is definitely can be called an orchestra because they do have a lot of those, you know, a lot of the stringed instruments and the, you know, the big orchestrations. And yeah. because of that, they were able to do this song, which <gasps> I think is great. Are you going to be, are you going to play Rock Aria? I. And I was going to play Rock Aria next, but I was going to play this one first. Oh, no, I don't even know what it is. And I'm so excited. <gasps> nice. So that is the intro to Roll Over Beethoven, of course, the Chuck Berry song. And they do this very cool thing where they mix in, you know, Beethoven's fifth with Roll Over Beethoven and no other band could pull this off, right? No. Because it's, it's got the, the cool rock and roll stuff and it's got the, the cool Beethoven stuff. And it's a, 
it's a really cool cover. I'd love to play lots of different parts of that, but uh, you got the first 30 seconds of it. Go check that song out. Yeah, for sure. So when you when you just were describing playing that song, obviously I thought of Rock Aria, um, which is like so much fun and so orchestral and we get opera in it as well. So I'm going to play a little bit of that because that always made me chuckle. such a good song yeah it's a great song and it's it's got this total little little richard vibe in the you know it, it sounds a lot like long tall sally to me it and and it definitely and you know again mixes in that uh uh that that opera right at the top and throughout it by the way did you uh did you think that the name of the song was rockeria at any point in your life <laughs> no, because I I'm a, I've been trained in opera opera singing. So, okay, I, so be, I always read it as aria, but bef- before rockeria I, sounds um, like a really bad plate at a Mexican restaurant, like at, a, at an American <laughs> Mexican restaurant, where it's like it's kind of nachos, but it's kind of yeah, chimichangas. Right. Gotta get the chimichangas. Oh god. <laughs> No, I before I knew the word aria, I thought that that word was rockeria, and uh, of course they don't actually say it anywhere in the song. But um, yeah, the yeah, refrain because she's uh, she's singing an aria. Yeah, I get it now, oh, Jen. It? Okay, <laughs> I just want to make sure that okay, just guys, listeners, I was just making sure Kurt knew, not you. And by the way, I originally got the my first knowledge of that word was in crossword puzzles so shows up a lot how old were you when you first learned the proper pronunciation of the word aria i i can say i honestly don't know but i definitely was into elo and crossword puzzles before i got into opera okay okay fair okay so in the refrain on this she's she's sweet on wagner I think she'd die for Beethoven. She loves the way Puccini lays down a tomb and Verdi's always creeping from her room. So. Kind of upset that Tchaikovsky wasn't mentioned, but you know, it's cool. It's fine. Everybody has their their favorite composer. It's cool. <laughs> well, I mean, he was in, uh, in Roll Over Beethoven. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Roll Over Beethoven. Tell Tchaikovsky the news. So, Jen, you want to take a little break? Sure. Jeff Lynne has done so much cool stuff in his career. In addition to being the basically the creative force, like the main writer, lead singer. Oh, my God. Yeah. He has like writing credits on almost every single ELO song. Right. So he's yeah. like basically the main guy at ELO, which right. I think everybody knew. But in addition, he also did so many cool things like he... Uh, helped produce uh, George Harrison's solo stuff and then co-wrote the song uh, When We Was Fab, which was one of his bigger, uh, later hits that he had. 
uh, he he actually produced the song that the the Beatles released, like um, "Free as a Bird," way back. Oh wow! He um, any uh, that Roy Orbison song that he released in the eighties, like the late eighties. Uh, you got it. That was co-written mm-hmm. and produced by Jeff Lynne, and he also produced and co-wrote the song "Free Falling" by Tom Petty. Wow, that was like one of my favorite songs. Yeah, the whole and, time. And of course, he had you know all of you know he did a lot of the production work and was part of the Traveling Wilburys, which was of course with you know Tom Petty and George Harrison and uh, Bob Dylan and. So, and Roy Orbison. So it was, he's done just so much like super cool stuff in his career. And uh, the Electric Light Orchestra also did the the music to the album or to the movie Xanadu. Did you know that? Yes. <laughs> and I just, so I read an article. Where, I like the music a lot. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> well, and that's the, the same for... Uh, for Jeff Lynn, because he also, I, I have this quote about uh, the movie, and it was actually a little, um, you know. So he, he, you know, he wrote and produced the music, and he did, um, including, you know, for the songs that uh, that Livy Newton John sang. And I read this quote: I, I wrote half the songs in the film, though I've never seen the thing. I don't suppose anybody else has either. <laughs> it was supposed That sounds accurate. Yeah, it was supposed to be really bad. But I'm really pleased with the music. The song never lets up and it's very catchy and optimistic. I don't think I'll ever see the movie after reading the reviews. I took it because I thought, well, I like Olivia Newton-John. She's great. It would be nice to meet her. <laughs> well, those are, I mean, great reasons to write songs. So I'm with you. I'm with you there. Um, I think I've watched 10 minutes of Xanadu. And then I was like, I can't, I just can't, I just can't. Was it the first 10 minutes? I don't know what 10 minutes it was. <laughs> I might've like, it might've been on TV and I might've watched it for all of 10 minutes to, and been like, I have made my choices. Goodbye. Yeah. It, uh, it doesn't like, I, I remember seeing the movie trailers for it when it came out and I was like, I don't know what that is. And it does not appeal to me at all. It's so. weird because it's Olivia Newton-John and she appeals to a lot of people, but yeah. Yeah. Olivia Newton-John appeals to me and, yeah. you know, especially that outfit she wore at the end of Greece that appealed to me quite a bit. Mm. Good to know. <laughs> That's, you know what our listeners were thinking? What <laughs> Olivia Newton-John outfit appeals to Kurt the most? Uh, there you go. Listeners, you have your answer. I know so many of you have written in that question. <laughs> Now you can stop emailing us. Are you saying that now I'm you know. sharing too much, Jen? Is that what you're saying? No, I sh- I overshare every time we do this podcast. So, so no, Kurt. This is not an, a unique opinion. I believe that most no, yeah, most heterosexual males have that same opinion about that outfit. Sure, <laughs> sure. As a matter of fact, both I would imagine that a lot of homosexual males also appreciate that outfit. And I, Olivia I, I'm sure that many humans appreciate that <laughs> outfit. How about that? All right. 
So do you want so, to talk about the electric light orchestra now? <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to talk about um, leather hot pants uh, or leather leather pants. That's what I want to talk about for the next 30 minutes, <laughs> Kurt. Um, I have a pair. They're delightful. I'm just saying I think it works for everybody. Okay. Um, uh, so, hot pants or just or long leather pants? Long. I have okay. the long leather pants. Got I. It. Yes. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Sounds like there's going to be more there. I, there might be more, but I'm not going to share on this podcast. Okay, so moving right along, um, one of the first songs that I heard from the Electric Light Orchestra, um, I think is a little bit funny because it's like the way that they do their backup vocals. Um, and that is a song called Strange Magic, which I don't know if anybody has l- watched Ella Enchanted, but it, it's in there and it is adorable. What on earth is that weird zippy noise in the background? I love it. It should be in every song. I just think it's terrific. And it makes me giggle. So Ella Enchanted. I'm not sure that I... I know I've heard those words together, but I don't know what that Mm -hmm. is. Mm -hmm. Ella Enchanted was... It's a live action film. And it stars Anne Hathaway. Um, And it's... It's kind of like a Cinderella-y type story. It's basically Cinderella, but like there's no slipper. Um, and it's adorable. And Hugh Dancy is in it as Prince Charmant. Um, and Carrie Carrie is in it. Carrie, Els? Els? Elwes? I don't know how to say his last name. Elways. I, I believe it's Elways. Yeah. Okay, sure. We'll go with it. The, the adorable guy from Princess Bride um, that everybody loves. Uh, that guy is in it. So, ah, and the narrator is Eric Idle, and he introduces us to Ella Enchanted to this song, and it's a delightful little romp. It's a delightful romp. All right. I... It's obviously like a Disney-esque movie. If it's not Disney, I don't know, but very Disney-esque. And you enjoyed the movie? Oh, I very much enjoyed the movie. In fact, I almost didn't meet my husband because I enjoyed this movie so much. Oh, yeah. do you want to expound well, on okay. that or I would love to expound upon that. So what happened was we met at a Christmas party that neither of us were supposed to be at. I was supposed to be babysitting two young girls who wanted to watch Enchanted and Ella Enchanted on a loop, which is my jam. Um, so I was in my pajamas and ready to go babysit that night. And the, uh, the father of the girls that I was babysitting for threw his back out and wasn't able to go out. So obviously canceled. I was still in my pajamas, ready to watch my princess movies. Um, when my scary girlfriend, Jenna came over and forced me to get dressed and go to a party. So, yeah. You had a friend named Jenna. Yes. You were scary. You were Jen and Jenna. (laughs) I was Jenny at that time. (laughs) Jenny and Jenna. I was was Jenny and Jenna. Okay. Mm hmm. Okay. Cool. Yeah. 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 So there were 
as you as you the listener can probably if uh, I'm going to start that over. So the listener can probably tell that not a lot of really hilarious songs out of ELO. And no. So there's some you know some cleverness to it, and I like a lot of the they do some funny things to me with their uh, their musicality and their orchestration. But this is kind of an example that uh, maybe Jeff is not the funniest guy in the world but he was talking there's a there's a good rolling stone article that talks about some of the some of his favorite songs and some of the things he he you know that he's done in his career including you know the stuff outside of yellow but he talks a little bit about the song about the song turn to stone which is one of his favorites and he really likes it but he talks about uh there's a part in the middle where i talk super fast this is a quote by the way uh, I just feel like it needed something simple in the middle of the song. I often used to put a funny little piece in the song just in case I get bored with that. I'd go, well, maybe this thing is going on too long. I'll think of something daft to put in there. <laughs> so this is what Jeff Lynn thinks is funny. So I like it, you know, it kind of mixes it up a little bit, but uh, I don't know that I'd call that funny. Well, so the the translation of the word daft isn't necessarily funny. It's silly. It can be silly. Okay. But he did say funny. Oh, did he say funny? He said both. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. I was actually wondering about that. In the Rolling Stone article, they they didn't say daft. They said DAF, D-A-F-F. And I was going to ask you about that as my as the resident uh, Anglophile. Is DAF, DAF? Yeah. Is that a word or is that just the, the Rolling Stone reporter not getting it down right? I am checking the Merriam-Webster website right now. Oh, no. And... You have to go to Oxford because this is, we're talking English. Right? Oh, that's true. Okay, that's <laughs> okay. Hold on. So while you're looking that up, the so the lyrics that went by very fast... Yes, I'm turning to stone because you ain't coming home. Why ain't you coming home if I'm turning to stone? You've been gone for so long and I can't carry on. Yes, I'm turning, I'm turning, I'm turning to stone. So it's not like he, he's even really bringing anything that different to the to the humor there. It's just taking no. some of the other words and saying them real fast. So Yeah, that was a typo by the Rolling Stone because that is not at all. Very what? good. No, that was my it's suspicion. Not. So hard pass. Yeah, and you could hear also in that little part there. It wasn't just you know him talking real fast, but it was obviously super high pitch, and it had sort of a, an effect to it that reminded me of the the band Sweet. And oh yeah, I can I can get that. I can yeah, that. and I'm sure a lot of other bands. I think Queen probably used similar effects on the vocals, but uh, that totally mm. reminded me of Sweet. Yeah, so the the affect you're talking about, and when they um, have those like kind of funny modulated voices, sometimes um, I think is most well shown in the song "Sweet Talking Woman," Ooh. which I'm gonna play right now.
it almost sounds like the Bee Gees. Like, it's so crazy. I just love that weird uh, backup vocal. It's so much fun. Yeah, I, I can hear that yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So once there was a song that I found some of the the imagery that they presented as pretty funny. Uh, are you familiar with the song Do Ya? <gasps> I'm not, or at least I don't think. I, I think I, you probably uh, are. Uh, okay. Well, we'll find out. So this is a it's a it's one of their yeah one of their medium to larger hits, but that he's talking about some of the things that he's seen in his life. He's, he's, you know, saying that he's, you know, a man of the world and he's seen lots of different things. And here is the part where he lists some of the things, this is the first verse, but this is some of the things that this person has seen in his life. So, okay, so I do know that song. I thought you did, yes. Because I'm pretty sure everybody in the world knows that song. Right, right. Yeah. So if it was called Do You Want My Love, then you would have said, yes, I know that yeah. song. Yeah, I would have. So good times. he's seen lovers flying through the air, hand in mm-hmm. hand. He's seen babies dancing in the midnight sun. He's seen dreams have... came from heavenly skies above. Uh, skipping down. I've and I've seen pigs sitting. Uh, sorry, I've seen pigs all sitting watching picture slides, but I've never seen nothing like you. That is some imagery that I is just weird. <laughs> it's just and, so weird, and it does and make like, me laugh. It yeah, like I don't what I. <laughs> it's like my brain has short circuited <laughs> when I try to like comprehend the lyrics. I like it. I like it. First of all, why would you show picture slides to pigs? And secondly, would they all sit down to watch them? I would guess not. I don't think they would watch it. That would be an amazing thing to see. So I'll give them the lovers flying hand in hand. That sounds like fun. I'd do it if I if I could fly. That sounds great. Well, sure. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe it means in an airplane. Watching the slides. (laughs) No, that's where I draw the line. That's where I draw the line. So very cool song, very hooky, like a lot of their stuff and uh, weird imagery. It makes me laugh. Yeah. So on that uh, sort of note, um, there is a song that I like simply for a couple of lyrics, they say, and also the title of the song. Uh, that song is Sci-Fi Woman. <laughs> Sci-Fi <laughs> Woman. I, I did. I yeah. missed this. That... It's you didn't miss a ton because it's not hilarious, but I am going to play a clip because they say the word sci-fi in it. Uh, It is required for me to say it. it It's required for me to play it. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, right there. 
imagine that this is a lady who reads a lot of sci-fi. Um, and that is why she is right there in her head. And I love it. So do you like to pretend that this song was written for you, Jen? Um, no, it was written for me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for asking. They wrote it No pretend for about me. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no pretend. I'm not pretending. This doesn't feel like a bit. Mm-mm. They just knew you were coming yeah. <laughs> and they wrote this song for you. Yeah. yeah, that's that's how I like to interpret it. I mean, it did come out while I was here, so that's good. Uh, it's from their From Out of Nowhere album that came out in 2019. So I'm just saying it was written for me. Oh, so, this okay. Yeah. I didn't realize that this was a recent song. This is okay. a newer one. Okay. That's what you get here on Curtain Jet Make a Podcast. We are up to date on the latest ELO releases. Mm-hmm. So I have one more song, which is actually I have two more songs, but this one is funny to me. <laughs> this was not intended to be a funny song, I don't believe, but when I hear it, it makes me laugh. They did a song called Birmingham Blues, which, <gasps> oh, you're familiar with the song? Uh-huh. Okay. So I'm just going to play a little snippet of the Electric Light Orchestra playing Birmingham Blues. So I'm picturing like blues legends like Robert Johnson and John Lee Hooker thinking of like what the blues is. And then they hear this song by the Electric Light Orchestra with the, you know, the space age music and the orchestra in the background and just like, wait a sec, blues? This is a blues song? (laughs) And like, no. and like the the Me. lyrics are like are bluesy, and I could totally hear a you know straight up blues band playing this song. But there's just I don't you know putting the ELO kind of vibe on a blues song. I don't know. It just it's weird, and it makes me laugh. Just thinking of thinking of them thinking of this song. <laughs> yeah, that makes me laugh too. Okay, funny to me, and and again, I, I don't mind the, the the mixing of genres, but I don't know the blues. It just uh, it seems just a little more incongruous to me, and just it makes me laugh. And that leads me to the funniest song. I don't know why I sang it, but I did. All right. Jen, are we ready to play the funniest song by ELO? I think we are, Kurt. Would you like the honors or would you like me to go first? I would like you to go first. (gasps) Oh, okay. Well, mine is from the 1981 album Time. And it's not really so much a song as it is a prologue. Bits, we got them. 
So apparently the Electric Light Orchestra are from another time because he has a message from another time for us. Well, clearly they've they've got their Simon spaceship, so that it right? be from another time. Ah, obviously. So well, that's my pick for funniest. All right. And it's mainly because it is a robot voice. <laughs> and that is always funny whenever you hear it. <laughs> it is the year 2000. <laughs> okay. My favorite, my favorite song and what I think is the funniest song by Electric Light Orchestra is a little tune called Four Little Diamonds. Are you familiar with this song? <gasps> no. It is It is a great song. And I don't know why this isn't a bigger hit, but there, I'm going to play two different parts in this. And first of all, let me tell you about how this song came to be an earworm in my ear. Is This was one of the songs that was in Grand Theft Auto Vice City. So they have a soundtrack. And when you're playing in the in the game that when you drive a car, it will play different radio stations. And I was playing. Can you change the radio stations? I have so stations. many questions. There are lots of, there's probably, well, a dozen different radio stations and you get in the car. What? And the first thing that you do, first thing that I do is I flip it to the station that I like the best. And as you should. Yeah. So, I was playing this, I was playing the game and there was a mission. Are you familiar with Grand Theft Auto? The... Uh, so I had, I there was a period where I did the GTA, um, but it was also when I did the WOW. Um, and so the World of Warcraft always won out on my playtime. So I'm just saying. Got it. It's good. So, but there, you, you realize there are different missions that you can do. And, you know, you have different save points. So there was this one mission that I needed to do, which was a driving mission. I had to basically demonstrate that I could, you know, win this race, whatever. So, but it was a driving mission. It was really hard. I had a lot of trouble with it. (laughs) And since you go back to the save point and then you go do the mission, that it would go back to this same song every time. And it was... Four Little Diamonds by ELO. So I would, I was listening to the song over and over and it just like, like it bore into my head. And so, and I love it. I still love it. It's, it's not, you know, it's like in a good way. Uh, So this was, oh, and a little piece of trivia about about Kurt. Uh, So my, my whole family listens to this song and likes it. I, I have been playing it for them. Um, for a long time now. This is the song that was playing when I got into my one car accident. <gasps> I was listening. You were in a car accident? I was in a car accident. Mm. And, okay, here's a little bit more trivia about the leader's family. Uh, Sandra was in a car accident and I was in a car accident three years apart to the day. Oh. Uh, one that of is trippy. One of them was uh, just prior to Matthew being born, and the other one was just prior, or basically on the way to Matthew's third birthday party. Oh my gosh, poor Matthew! <laughs> yes. So yeah, Matthew has been in two car accidents. Uh, Sandra's only been in one. Uh, Olivia and I have only been in one. Matthew's been in both of those. <laughs> oh. 
So can't catch a break. <laughs> so with that hilarious setup for this song, that's such a hilarious setup, Kurt. I'm going to play uh, two different parts of this song. Uh, here's the little intro, which I'm going to, I might have to raise the levels of just so you can hear it, but there's like a little talky part, like right before they start recording. So hopefully you can hear this. Is this on? Okay. After four. Four. That's the best intro ever. Isn't that great? That is so good. <laughs> so it oh, talks into a live mic. Is this on? And someone in the background. Yeah, it's not on. And then after four. Four. And then they start playing. Yeah. Which is, I think, even better. You should be ready to rock at any point in time. Absolutely. you got to be on your toes with Jeff Lind. That's right. That's right. <laughs> even better than when Tenacious D counts in one, two, three, four, five, six, six, six. <laughs> well, I don't know if it's better than that. I don't I'm sorry. I'm going to walk that back. Um... <laughs> okay. So, and I always laugh at that. I, I, I find that very funny intro. And then there's also a part in here, which is very funny, which I will play. She must be somewhere on the open road. She always said she was the lonely one. She gets you down with the tails of the road. She took me for everything. And left the She'll get you down with her tails over whoa, 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 whoa. That's the only time that I can think of in rock history where they're, when people are singing whoa, 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 they're actually talking about the word whoa. Whoa, with an E. Right. Yes. Which I think is hilarious. It's a clever, you know, clever phrasing of that. So I love this song. Everyone should put this to the top of their favorite yellow song so i i'm gonna say that it's funny for a different reason okay um and that is because the asl sign that looks like a diamond you should google anyway i can't tell you about it here there you go well i am gonna look at that right now (laughs) i'll link it in the show notes folks but it's 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 just quippy and it made me giggle because again i have the sense of humor of a 13 year old boy so that is the level of expectation you should have going into that link. That's all I'm saying. So anyway, so that so, that uh, shape was once taught to my children in the way that it is derogatory in ASL to the tune of Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. Oh. And me and the other moms who knew ASL were like, let's have a little chat <laughs> about what word you're actually using for star. That is not a star. all right yep when you wish upon a star (laughs) it has a different meaning when you use that all right so in addition to being the funniest song and i think the coolest song that it's got a lot of cool instrumentation in there like the and i think we played a little clip of the just like little synth stings the 
which of course you have to play air synthesizer when you're when you hear the song. Oh, I mean, I think it's required. Yeah. And the the, the synth police show up. Yes, and there's also a cool hi hat part, which is also fun to to play along to air drum along with. So, anyway, great song. Four Little Diamonds. I don't know why it wasn't a huge hit, but uh, it was in uh, Vice City, in case you were wondering. <laughs> there you go. Are you ready to rate the sense of humor of Electric Light Orchestra? Yes, I am, Jen. All right. So, Would you like to go first? I would I'd love to go band? first, since it's my All band. Right. And I, I agree with you that they're not, not hilarious. In fact, I brought a counterexample to how... Uh, their sense of humor maybe isn't uh, totally on point. Uh, I will point out again that in this podcast, we rate their sense of humor independent of how much we like the band. I really right. like ELO. Big and, fan of ELO. Uh, Big fan. Basically, I, they are topping out at a three for me for sense. <gasps> that was my rating. I know. Kurt. I know it was. I did it intentionally. I picked. Did you? No, I did not know. You are you psychic three. now? <laughs> When did you get? When did you become psychic? And why didn't I get a text message about it? I'm just saying. I, I figured you knew. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay, so that was my selection for a band. It is now your turn to select which band we're going to break down next in the next episode. Well, as you know, Electric Light Orchestra formed in 1970, so. I thought a great band choice would be the 1975. All right. It is time for Kurt to do a little research. That's right. All right. Not just a 1975. We are going to cover the, the 1975. That is right. That's right. So until next time, this is Kurt. And this is Jen. And, and we, we just, just made, made a podcast. podcast. Okay. One. That's our show. It's time to go. Gosh, that hour really went by fast. Hope you had fun. This ep is now done. Kurt and Jen made a podcast. Perfect. Is it though? Oh, my voice hurts my.